0: Hey everyone, this is Pastor Lensing Lee popping in uh, to just talk to you for a little bit on the topic of the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. It was January of 2021 when I received an assignment from my apostle Dr. Baker and she told me that I needed to teach on the blood of Jesus. Well of course we already have lots of Teachings that we can reference, but like any good student, I went on a research to find out what do I really know about the blood of Jesus. And one of the books I highly recommend is the Miracle of the Scarlet Thread, which was written by Richard Booker, and it is a book I actually remember using as a text in Bible college. But there's just so many nuances to that story, uh, to to his account as he takes you through the weaving of the thread throughout the the word of God on the topic, on the blood. And it's more than a topic, forgive me. I don't even like saying the topic of the blood of Jesus because it is, it's, it's the, the life giving force of the blood of Jesus or the spirit of God as seen through the blood of Jesus. Some of those things, I pray to be able to, to get into with you. This is not going to be very long though I can talk at length on this topic. But what i want to do tonight is to do kind of an introduction an overview and i'm going to come from a few different scriptures as we're talking about different qualities of the blood or different aspects of the person of the blood of jesus or the personality and the expressions of him and so i was listening to a worship song before i got started it's kind of how i prepare and what I most likely will do is see about posting the YouTube version of that as well so that you can listen to it. But as I was contemplating uh, what the singer was singing, it came to me that, I, that the Spirit of the Lord was talking to me about that blood. There's sometimes when you'll listen to a song and you just know as you're worshiping with it, this is... There's a message in here that he wants. It's just a, a little gleaning of something that the Spirit of the Lord wants to release to you. And as I was listening, this particular song is called Nobody Like You, and it's sung by Paul Wilbur. And it takes you through different phases of worship and thanksgiving and recognition of the power of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And so as I was listening to it, and I felt, okay, there's something that you want me to do or we want me to hear and I realized what it was it was the singing of the blood because it has a voice and so as the voice of the blood of Jesus the power filled testimony that comes through his blood he rejoices over you and I'm going to read this scripture in Zephaniah 3 verse 17 some of you are familiar with it it says that the Lord thy God in the midst of thee mighty He will save he he this gabor this mighty god he will rejoice over you with joy he will rest in his love he will joy over thee with singing the blood of jesus joys over us with singing we rest in his love his blood is testimony of his love for us And He rejoices over us, God, who we're always, sometimes you might be in a service where they everybody rejoice, everybody rejoicing, and you feel like you have to kind of drum up something, but the Bible says that God rejoices over us with joy, that He will rest in His love, and He will joy over you with singing. And so those are some of the things that I, I just, I could hear the sound of that. Now, What I want to introduce tonight, and I've taught this before, and you can go to www.astoundinglove.org, and there's a section in there where you say uh, Pastor Lanzine's notes. And so I taught for a few months, and there's probably about six or seven different teachings on this topic. And so you can look at those or just follow along with us as we're joined here. I don't know if I'm going to provide a lot of notes or not, but um actually pretty much everything i'm pulling from there those notes are already available on the website so you just be able to do that and do your own study that's something that i could definitely advise you to do i'm still i'm dealing with this in front of my laptop so i'm like do i look here do i look there do i look here do i look there so sometimes i'll be looking at you and other times you just have to guess i must be looking at somebody else anyway i want to what I, what I believe that he's talking, he wants us to understand is that heaven has patterns of obedience. That's a spirit principle, that there are patterns that you follow, of a form of obedience in the voice that you listen to and that you obey, that will cause you to come into the highways and the, uh, the byways, if you will, or come into the land where the manifestation of your obedience will come. So if you're following after sin, if you're following after darkness, you come into a place of mishap and and havoc and all kinds of torment because you have been obeying a voice that you should not even be following. And it led you into a big uh, mess, frankly. But when you follow the patterns of obedience to the word of God, adhering to him, then you're going to come into the land of blessing, into places. And um, I like to say highways and byways, but I'm not, I'm not referring to, just like nowhere land, but just saying every place you go, there's a blessing to be to be taken, to be received, and all, all along our path, this is what the Lord has in store for us, and when it comes to the blood of Jesus, there is a pattern to it, why, the, this, the rhythm of it, the sound of it, because his blood is, is testifying of the highest form of obedience, even unto bloodshed. Jesus obeyed the Father and sought not to have his own life the way he wanted, but to do the will of the Father. That's the frequency of heaven. And when people are talking about a sound to resonate with, the, the, the high praises come there. The high manifestations of glory and power all come through obedience. Faith, yes, but obedience is an action of a faith action. There's duty where you just do what you're told because you're done, but your heart, the willing and the obedient God says in Isaiah one, eat the good of the land. So you may obey just to obey, but the willingness was lacking and therefore the good of the land doesn't come. And you wonder why do I do what God tells me to do and I toil and I do, but I never get rewarded. There's a lack of willingness heart attitude posture all of these different things they must align with the way that yeshua jesus did things do you understand obedience as a um principle or as a a pattern if you will It has to be according to the way that Jesus did it. Every example that we read about, everything that we hear in the word of God that he did, it shows you the pattern of obedience. I must do the will of my father. Whatever things I see my father do, that is what I do. Whatever I hear my father say, that is what I say. How did that lead? Even... When he said in in John chapter 3, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Now there he is prophesying about himself. But he's saying, I hear my father say this. I'm getting an understanding of why I am in this particular body. And I know that my life shall be given for others as a ransom for many to redeem. And all of those different things. But he, all the time that Jesus was walking in the earth... He was learning about the Christ. He was learning, if you will, about himself. And as a man, he was learning what we need to learn. He was doing what we need to do. He was setting the pattern and uh, of obedience and the example that we are here to follow. And then what did he do? He made sure that we had part of him, that we are one with him, so that he in us would do the work, the same principle, the same pattern that he showed us or he told us when he was there. And he said, my father in me, he does the works. So here we say a pattern of obedience, uh, the word in Exodus 25, verse 9. This is where Moses was talking, and he said to them in the building of the tabernacle and the furniture and all, he said, according to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make. You shall make this the way that I'm showing you the pattern. And where did he get it? He got it from God. Exodus 25, 9. So that's what he's saying. Now, patterns are important to God because here, Exodus 25, verse 40, he said, and see to it that you make them make everything I've told you about according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. So there is no mistaking well maybe it was a, a a pattern for this or no I showed you what it was because this is precisely the way that I want it. And I don't know that you necessarily take the time to hear from God about your life. But there's a pattern of success, a pattern of breakthrough, a pattern of overcoming a pattern of victory these all stem from the pattern of obedience to god to god to god okay um Because I could talk about the other, but honestly, I don't know that you were tuning in here to hear about how darkness works in your life. If you've walked outside of the the lines of God, if you've done things on your own, then you already have a pretty good idea of how darkness works. But what I'm more interested in is the victory that has been released on our behalf, that we are to appropriate and to walk in and to release so that uh, the triumph Of heaven the triumph of the blood of Jesus resonates through us and is heard everywhere we go that 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 is the sound of victory the blood of Jesus is all right. so Psalm 119 verse 11 here's another quality of the blood of Jesus it says here your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you what does that have to do with the blood of Jesus everything Jesus is Jesus had the word of God he is the word and he had that word Occupying, working within him, effectively energizing him, changing him, um, bringing him into to, to stay in that place of obedience. That word kept him even unto death of the cross. That word kept him even unto the shedding of his blood. And therefore, the quality of that word is a part of the, the DNA, if you will, the do not allows of God. DNA do not allow, but the but the makeup of the divine uh, nature of of Abba Father as well to release unto us and to allow us to see the the power. Uh, That he wants to course through us and his word is how we access because we hear what he has said. The same words, every word Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God. And that's the same principle and thing that we ourselves have learned and psalm 119 130 says that the entrance of your word brings gives light and it gives understanding to the simple so we are without excuse because if we need understanding if we need wisdom whatever we have need of the word of god provides it and all we ever have to do is ask, ask for it and ask and it shall be given seek for it and you will find it knock ask not knocking on heaven's door like that song was 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 but it's like no you hear me in the spirit I am knocking things down I am pressing into things I am I am using the strength and I'm using the privileges that I have as a son of God as one that is born from above because I want what you have now all of these things are leading to this this whole conversation because it's a pattern of obedience that brought about the blood that gave it the highest resonance and allowed the singing and the sound of it to resonate to rejoice all over the atmosphere of the earth he said i made haste and i did not delay to keep your commandments this is king david talking son of david who jesus um was uh, also referred to I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. Yeshua, Jesus made haste and did not delay to keep the commandments of God. Psalm 119 verse 60. That means that he had to learn how to subject his emotions to the word of God and to the will of God. And we who like to use excuses, well, you know, I'm too this and I'm too that. It's like you're too much of you and not enough of him is filtering through, flowing through us because we keep making excuses about why we don't obey and that's exactly what it is it's it's a really an excuse to me in this instance is an uplifting of darkness and the power of darkness and it's affecting your life and the bible says the entrance of his word brings light so you don't have enough word in those areas If you can still be stressed or you can still be knocked off your course, it's like, come on, baby, come on. Let's get in the word. Let's let the word dwell in us richly. And let's allow the word of God to course through our veins and to uh, not just modify, but to forever change, wreck the works of darkness and bring about the power of light in him. There's the elements. I'm giving you elements it, that element is in the blood of Jesus. Light courses through it. Word courses through it because it's true blood. It's truth. It's coming forth through it too. All these different aspects of who Jesus is, who he was when he walked in the earth and who he is, all of that is contained in his blood. That's the sound that it's, it makes and that's the song that it sings. Everything that I am, you can be. You are, in fact, he says, as he is, so are you, so are we in this world. And therefore, the blood, the equalizer lets you know you can rise up from the doldrums and rise up from the dark places and the dreariness of life. And you can rise to the place that God has set and established the blood is guaranteeing it. I see to it. I watched over my word this is what i poured out and left into the earth this is the redemption power that the earth itself carries and that earth is also we're represent representative of because we are citizens of the earth our citizenship is in heaven that's where our conversation is but because we dwell in the earth the blood that we have naturally is of the earth it comes it's contained in an earthen vessel but the quality of the blood of jesus Surpasses the natural and brings us immediately into the supernatural spiritual realm, the superhuman realm, if you will, of the kingdom of God. So direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. That's not just a prayer. That and when you and i uttered that that psalm 119 verse 133 when we utter such a statement as that we are empowering we are decreeing we are declaring thus saith the lord this is the word that has been given to me by god to speak into my life. And this is the sound of the blood of Jesus. My steps are directed by the word of God and no iniquity has dominion over me. It's not with one, it was a prayer, but because redemption has come and because of what happened at Calvary and afterward, and because of the blood that has been poured out on the mercy seat in heaven, dominion does not have, or iniquity does not have dominion over me. What David prayed, we declare it to be so because the blood of Jesus speaks backs it up testifies of it and says that is the truth iniquity does not have dominion over you because of my blood my your steps are directed by my word because of my blood you have within you and upon you and all around you everything that you have need of to overcome now that word overcome I want to get into on another session but this means that everything that you come completely over to the side of the and you no longer dwell in the place of what if if only I might wringing of my hands and feeling sorry for myself none of that is applicable anymore because the overcoming power of the blood of Jesus testifies on your behalf all right let's keep going when the pattern of Jesus's obedience is followed by us his glory is seen in us and this is so true because he said um to the, he talks to the father about let your glory be seen and and as and what i want them to have the same things in their life that you have given to me i'm going to go over here i think and i'm speaking this tonight i'm i'm actually uh tomorrow morning begins the loving unity conference in san jose california so i know my backdrop doesn't look familiar because i'm actually in, in my hotel room and stuff like that and i hope you don't hear the snoring in the background that's my roomie taking a um She's taking a nap after traveling. All right, anyway, but if you do, that's all it is. It's just somebody resting. Okay, so here, when Jesus was talking um, in um, the book of John, is is that where I want to go, Lord? I have a lot of scriptures to look at. Uh, When you just type the word glory to do uh, um, a search in the word of God, you're going to find some things. But it says... um, I guess what I want is John 17, verse 5. It says, And now, O Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world. And then in verse 22, he says, And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. And see this oneness, John 17. Read it in the Passion Translation or the Voice Translation. There's a lot of ways. And read the King James and then kind of read and see wow, look at how I can search this out and find out the things that he's saying. But the glory which you gave me, I have given them. He's speaking this that I've released this upon them. This is an impartation that has come to them. And that they may be one, even as we are one. I'm giving of myself, Christ in me, the hope of glory, the testimony. Uh, 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 of, of Jesus being the spirit of prophecy, I'm prophesying, I'm releasing this, I'm saying to you that this is the walk that you will have. And then I have made it possible, Father, is what he's saying. Because my obedience is of the lamb. I'll back myself up here a little bit. The lamb, the Bible says, was slain before the foundation of the world. And so Jesus, very interestingly in this prayer, one of the things that's so powerful about John 17 to me is the fact that he's brought, he's brought the past and the future into the now he's brought the kairos and the chronos chronos time to meet in the now time and so he's saying of future events these things which because of what my blood will do but also past before the foundation of the world because of what we agreed that my blood would do those things have culminated into this now moment in which everything that i release into this earth on their behalf it is timeless It is not subject to a calendar. It has come from the unseen realm the timeless realm and it has been given if you will power or a place in the atmosphere that as they step into it you can step into his blood into his words into his plan into his desires and you have stepped out of time and mediocrity as you have known it to step into the superhuman supernatural superior nature of God to see Everything that he has planned for you. He's always creating a space for us that you can step in. Psalm 91 says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high God. Well, it's a secret that is in plain sight. But only if you have eyes to see it and ears to hear it, are you going to be able to to step in and to allow these things to be. And We'll talk some more about that. Ask me the questions, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Ask the questions. Let's have the dialogue. There's so many individuals, men and women of God, I have such a great respect for and I honor that could speak to this and open it up. And Then it would be my pleasure to take those words and to be able to maybe break them down a little bit for some of us. Some of y'all don't need that, but to to go into the place, it's not, I don't want to go into the science, if you will. I don't want to go into the, uh, the the just the word knowledge. My function when I teach this is to get us, to, to, to get you, I want to spark a fire. I want to get you so excited about this that you're going to go speak to the Spirit of God. You're going to say, open this word to me. Let me see this. That's what Jesus did. The pattern of his obedience when it's followed by us. His glory is seen in us because it's His glory, it's His obedience, it's His heart to follow after and to please the Father. It's manifesting through us. The truth of who He is is seen in us as we obey the will of the Father. Excuse me, so John two eleven, where it says that at the wedding, is when the beginning of uh, the beginning of signs that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory he obeyed and his disciples believed in him they believed because they saw truth obedience has a sound of the obedience to God it has a resonating vibrating sound to it that testifies and, and causes others to believe in in, in him. To believe in Him because they see the miracles that He does through us, and manifestation is the definition—the definition, the, definition that the Holy Spirit gave me—and it does bear out in Scripture. is the truth of who God is and what He has spoken that it is seen in our lives. And so, this is what we want to to to, to look at. And somebody is asking me, "Well, if you can bear it out in Scripture, then you know where is it exactly?" Because I don't know that I've ever seen it. Okay. Uh, Just for you, sweet thing, let's look at, um, let me see, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and when we look at that, it says here that um, we are always, this is one of my favorite scriptures, it, it says we're persecuted, verse 9, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, and we're always bearing about in the body the dying of the lord jesus that the life of jesus might be made manifest in our body that truth is that's what he's saying that the truth of who he is the truth of his life will be made um, will be seen or made manifest in us and then if you look that word up manifest it says to render apparent to declare it to make it so or to show it for what it is so as he said the truth is seen to make manifest or to make visible, to make known what has been hidden or unknown. So the hidden, the the truth that you did not see, you will see. That's what he means when he says manifestation, the truth of who God is and what he has spoken is seen in our lives. What he said about us, what he said to us, the truth will be seen. And when the truth is seen, then the will of God has been made known because the only truth you're going to see is the will of who god is the will of god to be made known i want you to walk in this i want you to see it all right so let's go on and i'm going to get into there's a whole lot more i could do with that but i want to uh go forward skip a few slides if you will and let's talk about this this is a spirit to spirit message why because it's containing all the elements of the spiritual divine nature of god first of all god is a spirit the bible says god is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and that's in john 4 i believe and then it tells us that um the elements anything of him is going to be of him when we were made in his image and after his likeness we were made spirit we were released as spirit and we were housed in a body and able to do the things that we do with the mind will and emotions the intelligence but the divine intelligence that it was not a new age thing it was the intelligence of god himself that is found and formulated for us through the mind of christ and so that is thinking god's thoughts doing things god's way seeing things from god's point of view and not departing from it in other words it is taking on the position in your life in every aspect of your life that only that which god has said is truth it is a weighty truth that's glory again the weight of his truth it brings about about glorious truth being seen a glorious manifestation so the carnal mind is hostile towards and it's at war with the established patterns of god therefore it's going to take his mind it's going to take spirit to understand spirit it it takes spirit to be able to bring about changes in flesh man can change himself temporarily but the word of god can change you eternally can change your destination can change everything about you and so i'm just reminding you at this moment of things that you already know um, and I'm not going to read all this, but it's in second Peter chapter one, and it goes from verse one about to verse what, 13, I think, um, to verse 13. And so Paul said in verse 13, I think it's good to, I mean, Peter said, it's good to stir you up, to stir these things to remember. I think it's right. As long as I'm in this tent or this human body to stir you up by reminding you. So some of you I'm stirring up to remind you, some of you I'm stirring up because you've not yet heard this before, but as you will allow this word to dwelling you and this is where I, I think I might and I'm going to give you this guarantee and then we'll come back for another session and we'll continue on but as you allow this word to dwell in you this truth that you're going to hear about the blood of Jesus then you're going to walk in the knowledge and truth you will you do walk in the knowledge and truth that you are healed that you are delivered that you are transferred transformed and I did not say are going to be I said, you, as you allow this truth to dwell, as the word dwells in us richly, the word does, has the transforming power of the word of God is already at work within us as that as we allow this to be so you walk in the knowledge and truth that you are healed and delivered and transformed that's the knowledge you to walk in at all times this is not um i'm going to be i walk in the knowledge and truth that i am healed i am delivered i am transformed i am established in my faith i'm i have i'm in my kingdom identity I remain on course in my journey I am free of religion I'm free of pride I'm free of jealousy I'm free of insecurity and I'm free of competitive comparisons amongst other things you're free from the from the law of sin and death your Christ has made you free that's Romans 8 2 all right your heart is to be so soft toward God and hard towards the things of this world. And so this happens as you allow God's word to be your only source of truth. There cannot be a second dairy source. Natural human experience is not the source of your truth, only the word of God. And your eyes see and your ears hear and your mouth speaks only what God wants you to speak. You hear what he's telling you. It's not, well, I only hear what he wants me to hear. You hear what he's saying. You act accordingly. You live accordingly. Okay, so you speak only what God wants you to speak. You move into Holy Spirit-led degrees of intimate worship and love-filled intercessory prayer. This is what the blood of Jesus will testify of, and authority according to the pattern established by the blood of Jesus. This is what this is about. The world and the people around you are changed for the better. I want to leave us with this: You're called to be highly productive. You're called to be intentionally obedient. You're called to be effective in acts of righteousness. You're called to be clean, clean, clean. That's on every level, spirit, soul, and body, and you're called to be whole. And we're going to continue on talking about the blood of Jesus. I'm going to check out on this one, and then I'm going to come back and it'll be part two. Why? Because everything I've just told you is guaranteed courtesy of the power filled voice of the blood of Jesus and again your assignment for this before you go to the next video read first peter 1 18, 1 through thirty uh first uh, peter 1 18 and 19 which tells you about the quality of jesus's blood and we'll be back in a few minutes and that's what we're going to continue on with is the quality of his blood thanks so much i'll see you soon Bye bye